0: Welcome to the Working in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. I'm your host, Charles Wurzuzum. Now let's get down to business. It is always an exciting time for me to sit with you and go through scriptures together because God has given us a mandate and that is to open your eyes and to help you see who you really are in Christ. From time immemorial, it has always been on the mind of God to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to anybody who is willing to listen. And once again, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal another truth to us today, so please stay tuned. Today I'll be discussing on a topic captioned Your background doesn't determine your foreground. Now, what is your background? According to Google, Your background is the circumstances or situation prevailing at a particular time or underlying a particular event. Note the word at a particular time, meaning it does not last long. Your financial and educational disadvantage won't last long. Everybody has got a background. Like myself, I will give you an example of just some part of my life. So I was born into a family of seven. I am the first child and an only son. Our parents did their best for us with what they had. My background wasn't a particularly rosy one. I experienced what it meant to be looked down on because my family didn't measure up financially. I only saw my dad once or twice a year. I felt what it was like to grow up too early because I was the only man in the house and um, I had to fill in the shoes. I was once told that my station in life cannot warrant me to date a girl who came from a well-to-do family. I used to live in a poverty-stricken street where, you know, seeing dead rats littering everywhere was a very normal occurrence. I lived in a place where you go to bed without electricity and you trek miles to fetch clean water. And I can go on and on. You see, my family did not have any human connections to make life easy for me. My background and pedigree could have stopped me from dreaming and achieving great things in life, but God encouraged me. As a teen, you know, while growing up, growing, going abroad was a taboo because nobody in my family had traveled out of Nigeria. At a time, I never believed I would drive or even own a car because I never saw my father drive or own a car. To anyone who knew me back then, I did not have what it took to do, or to be anything great. Because people have concluded on my destiny based on my parents' status in life. But thank God, all that has changed now. My parents understood the value of education and gave us, that is the children, something they never had, a university degree. Our parents toiled day and night to send us to school so our future could be brighter than theirs. So we did well in school and our background did not matter anymore. So personally, I did well at the University of Nigeria because I studied mechanical engineering in West Africa, back home in Nigeria. And I was accepted into one of Canada's finest universities to study engineering on a graduate level. This is why when I look back, you know, my background, it does not match where I am now and where I'm going. You see, I I now live in North America. I drive down to work, I own my own car, I'm married to the most beautiful woman. I'm enjoying all the trappings of living in, in a developed country. And I'm building my family here. These were the things. I could only dream of as a child growing up. You see, God changed my story. And I want you to know that your background would always be there, but do not allow it determine your foreground. Or in other words, do not allow it determine how you would go or proceed or head on in life. Do not allow your background to determine or chat where you are going in life. Now, enough about me already. <laughs> Let us turn to the scriptures to validate our collective experiences. Because Jesus himself had this same problem. The Bible says in John chapter 6 verse 42, and I read, they scoffed. Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? whose father and mother we know. How can he now say, I am come down from heaven? Now, may I draw your attention to the word scoff, S-C-O-F-F. I mean, they scoffed at Jesus. To scoff at someone is to mock, ridicule, sneer at, be scornful about, treat jeer, jive, j- make fun, you know, laugh, dismiss, make light of, or even belittle a person. But why were they belittling Jesus? Why were they scoffing at him? Why were they treating him with contempt? I'll tell you why. It is because they knew his background. Now, the people were private to some intimate information about Jesus' family. You know, they were also, they, they knew his parents' financial status just like the new mine. And even as far as Jesus experience occupation, because his father was a carpenter, you know, which was not a very uh, respectable job, by the way. And just like me in my story, and for some of us listening, people have belittled us thinking we cannot make it. And also concluding how we may end up based on our present statistics. The people did not think big about Jesus simply because he did not come from an influential family. Now, if Jesus was the son of, let's say, the governor or president, I believe Jesus' experience would have been very different from, from what he experienced in John chapter 6, verse 42, where the people scoffed and laughed at him. This was a dilemma. This was the problem I had to handle. When one random person told me some years ago, so many years ago, that I will end up like my father simply because I refused to drink beer at an occasion. It is hard to change people's perception of judging you based on your antecedent or family background. But we cannot allow them belittle us. You know, we cannot allow them mock and ridicule us into accepting their beliefs that maybe you were not meant for something greater. But I'm here to tell you today, if you are listening, that you are meant for something great in life. Don't allow your background determine your foreground. Philip's chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So yes, dust yourself off the ground and look forward with determination and zeal to make it in this life. Imagine if Jesus had retreated when the people scoffed and belittled him and belittled his message and talents. He would not have been the greatest man who ever lived today. And his message would have ended that very day he was taunted and belittled. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, let no man despise your youth. Be an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. What does it mean to despise? It means to detest, to hate, to loathe, you know, to to, to shrink from, to be repelled. In other words, God is saying, do not let anyone, no matter who they may be, look down on you. Your best days are ahead. Just like in my story, go on and live life to the full, knowing fully well that your background or status in life will not determine where you are going. Do not allow their discouraging words and actions weigh you down. You have so much to live for. Imagine for one sec, if Jesus had allowed the people's response get to his head. Christianity as we know it will have been dead on arrival. People will take offense to, you know, to your breaking free from the cycle of poverty, failure, and stagnancy. I know this uh, because some of us have experienced it. But let us look at Jesus' experience again in another chapter. Matthew chapter 13, I read from verse 54 to 58, and it goes, you know, and Jesus coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogues and they were amazed and they said, where did this man get this wisdom and this miracle, miraculous power? They asked, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his town and his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Now, people, is this not sad? Isn't it sad that your own people who should be celebrating you are the very ones opposing you? Jesus carried this this same message he had preached in other cities and towns took this message to his homeland and he got this kind of depressing response. You know, responses like, where did this man get this wisdom and this miraculous power? And other response like where we had said, isn't this the carpenter's son? You know? And some other responses went like this. Isn't his mother's name Mary and aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon and Judas, aren't his sisters with us? Where did this man get these things? So you see, and they took offense at him because Jesus did not fit into their idea of mediocrity, stagnancy, and laziness. In their eyes, Jesus was now a force to be reckoned with, unlike his poor, mediocre appearance. People struggle to accept what you have become. And why is that? Over-familiarity has stopped many from receiving and believing. Many just just could not wrap their heads around Jesus being the Messiah. They, They could not come to accept that the boy whom they've seen living and playing like the other kids could be something greater than they imagined. They could not wrap their heads around the fact that Jesus who used to build their tables, bed, chairs, furnitures, and stools, is now doing great things with his life, performing so many miracles through the power of God. This is the very reason many did not accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And like people say, over familiarity breeds contempt. In Jesus' day, the people tried to make light of what he carried. They dismissed his worth, his value, and gifts simply because they felt they knew too much of his background. I mean, what can this Jesus do? Jesus had what it took to carry out his assignment. He did not allow the people to discourage him. I mean, his very own people. You see, sometimes... The people you hope to help you may be the very ones discouraging you. They make light of what your passion and goal is simply because you do not measure up to their standards. Just like Jesus, they struggled to accept what he had become. In their minds, they had defined Jesus's boundaries in life and ministry. They had put Jesus in a straight jacket. But praise God, Jesus did not allow. The people's response get to him, and this is how to live life: to keep pushing and pressing on until you have attained your calling. Keep looking at what is ahead in front of you. Keep your eyes on the foreground and not at the background. You know, the people that you know people just read responses that that the people gave to Jesus's message only showed that they were still looking at his background. They did not believe in his future. They did not believe in the bigger picture. So please, keep your eyes on the foreground and not at the background. When people try to draw your attention to what is at the back, what had happened, please remind them that you have a future. Keep pushing on, despite the oppositions life may throw at you. And even at that, keep pressing forward. Now, now, Jesus' background also included where he was born and raised. The Bible says in John chapter 1 from verse 45 to 46, and it says, Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one the prophets foretold, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Nathanael asked. Wow, I I it took me some time to really think to really meditate on this question. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, please note that that sentence, "Can anything good come from Nazareth?" used to be a popular saying back in the day to describe a village that was so backward, poor, you know, so relegated to the background. This was a place people did not want to be associated with because of what the village was notorious for. Nothing good ever came out of Nazareth. Does this experience sound familiar? Have you been written off by your bosses, colleagues, friends, family and relationships? Have they said nothing good can ever come out of your family, job, career, passion and ministry? God has a word for you in this message. And that is to keep pressing on, to keep your eyes on the bigger picture, to keep looking on, to keep going forward, to keep your eye on the foreground and not at your background. You see, just like Jesus, his very own people tried to kill what he had. And like what we had established earlier, they tried to belittle his ministry They dismissed him, scoffed, sneered, and ridiculed him. But because there is power in your words, I want you to repeat after me. I decree that something good is coming out of my marriage, business, relationships, ministry, career, and education in Jesus' name, if you are a student. So, That sentence, can anything good come out of Nazareth, only goes to portray a place that was so, so bad, so poor, a terrible situation, the worst place you can ever live on earth, the worst kind of experience. But I'm here to tell you today that by the word of God, something good can and will come out of your life. So what did Jesus do? You know, faced with all of these things, Jesus kept at what he believed in. And today, we are reaping the benefits. If Jesus had to endure all he had to endure to reach his goal, then I tell you today, you too will reach your own goal. So keep pressing forward. And determine in your heart that your background has no say in your future. Determine in your heart That your Nazareth, in quote, will not limit what you can achieve in this life. If Jesus suffered through his own trials and tests, just to become what he is today to billions of Christians, you too can overcome. There is something interesting that happened to Lot's wife when she looked back. God had told her and told her entire family to leave Sodom and Gomorrah and not to look back. So let's read uh, Genesis chapter 19 verse 26. And it says, but Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt. Sad, isn't it? Now, God had warned them to keep looking forward and not to look back. Yes, you need to keep pressing forward, to keep focus on the foreground of your life and not at the background. Because naturally, objects in the foreground seem larger than those in the background. When you are focused on what's ahead and now that is your foreground, the background does not matter anymore. You will go on to accomplish great feats in life because you have left what's in the background and you are looking forward to the future in the foreground. Your future is always ahead of you. Your future will always be at the foreground of your life, not at the background. The things that you've overcome, they are now in the past and the background. You can never see a future at the back; it's always in front, people. So please understand that. So now, even Jesus said in Luke chapter nine, verse sixty-two, and I read: No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. It is God's will that you look at the bigger picture, look at what is in front of you, look at what is ahead in the foreground. It is God's will that you succeed and fulfill your destiny. It is God's will that you remain focused on the foreground and not at the challenges and the things happening at the background. It is God's will that you allow the struggles, the pain, the poverty, propel you and launch you into what God has for you in this life. And that brings me to a prayer. I pray that you'll be strong in your struggles and trials, knowing that it is only a passing phase, and that you'll be strengthened in your mind to overcome all the challenges facing you today, and that God will be glorified in your life. So therefore, I decree that something good is coming out of you today in Jesus' name. Until I come your way again, enjoy the victories that come from you looking forward to fulfilling your destiny in God. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let us know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so at writing us to this email address. And that is info at workinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at Working in Purpose Podcast. And also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.